With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lord bless everyone. And I'm back in Philadelphia. And I just was thinking this morning about the shortness of this life. Um, We read in the Bible. In Matthew 24, 22, the following. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the like's sake, those days will be shortened. Mark 13, 20. And unless the Lord has shortened those days, no flesh will be saved. But for the like's sake, whom he shows, he shortened the days. Now, as I left Florida, I was surprised to to see how quick those two weeks went by. Surely, as the Bible says, man's life is as a flower that withers away. Only eternity is really what's important. Job 14, verse 2, he says, He comes forth like a flower and fades away. He flees like a shadow and does not continue. Surely this life is extremely short. And what we need to look at is the life which is to come, eternity. We're we're not to focus our minds on the things that are passing away. No, the things that are passing away, it's for a moment, a speck of time. And many times we are so worried about the little dot that we forget there is a never-ending line, which is more important. Look at a baby before we know it, he or she is in school. And before we know it again, they are out of school with children of their own. And we wonder where the years have gone by. Because they seem to have left so fast as a thief in the night or as a speeding bullet. Um, There's an old saying goes, time flies when we're having fun. And many times time flies even if we're not having fun. And now we look once again at that baby And we see he or she is breathing their last, ready to depart to eternity. Whether to heaven or hell, whichever fate has destined for them. I remember years ago talking to my late wife and telling her after losing her house to a fire caused by the neighbor when she was complaining about our loss, only Jesus is our sure thing that we cannot lose in this world and the next. Everything we hold now, we will lose. Family, friends, money, and fame, health. But Jesus, uh, we will, he will not leave us. If we continue in the faith, he will not leave us, the Bible says. 
Matthew 28, verse 20, Jesus said, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of time. Amen. And in Hebrews 13, verse 5, For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. As well, it's safe to say that the Holy Spirit doesn't leave us. Um, John 14, verse 16, Jesus said, I will pray to the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Also, our rewards in heaven also cannot be lost. Matthew 6, verse 20. But lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and whether, where um, thieves do not break in and steal. That's Matthew 6 verse 20. So let us lose it all if it comes down to it. Money, family, friends, health, and fame. But not lose heart because we have those things that will last forever which no one can take from us if we are in Christ Jesus. I love what Philippians 3, verse 20, 21 says, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is even able to subdue all things to himself. Oh, God is so good. And we need to focus on eternity and not focus on the things that are just momentary, things that will pass away through time. Let's listen to a hymn. Let's listen to Amazing Love. Christian. I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. I'm accepted, you were condemned. And I'm alive and well, your spirit is within me because you died and rose again. I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. I'm accepted, you were condemned. I'm alive and well, your spirit is within me because you died and rose again. Forsaken, I'm accepted. 
First Peter says in First Peter one verse four. Uh, actually, let's read to verse. Let's start in verse three, and then we'll read verse four. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled. That does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Notice this: um, we have an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled that does not fade away, and is reserved, is kept in safety in heaven for you. That's something to think about. Or you think you have nothing in this earth? At times, at times I do think I have nothing. I have to remind myself of what I do have. I have a inheritance that's incorruptible, undefiled, that fades not away and is reserved in heaven for me. It's also reserved for you if you're a follower of Christ. Let's remember those things. 
We have an amazing reward in heaven. Matthew 5 verse 12 says, Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. Notice, great is your reward. <coughs> we don't have a reward that's small in heaven. It's not something minor, something insignificant. No, it's something grand, great is your reward, says the Bible. If it would have been something cheap, then it would have said, uh, oh, something is going to disappoint you. No, it's not going to disappoint us. It's, it's a great reward. It's In the Greek it says, your wage will be much. And the word for much is pulus, pulus which means many, much, large. Um, it also means largely. Um, plenteous. Abundant. All these, all these probably means the same to you, but, but there's a point in this. It's, it's something grander than, than we could ever imagine uh, with our earthly mindset. Imagine a human um, speaking to an ant and describing certain things um, to the ant. The ant won't fully understand till it becomes human, if it is able, ever able to. Well, God is telling us there, there's something more grander than you could ever imagine for you in heaven if you are serving me. Um, I, I like what First Corinthians two verse nine says, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. Oh, if you love Christ, if you truly love Him, God has a great reward for you. There, there is a reward for us, and, and it's not something like a reward from a publishing company or, or a reward from so-called people here down here on earth, which is uh, it's fine and dandy. You might feel happy and might feel glad and want to show off to this person and that person because I've had the certain things, that accomplishments that I've done in my life. <clears throat> That I feel like, well, let me show off to this person, and I show it off, and then I'm like, oh, what's the point of showing it off? What have I accomplished in that, you know? Uh, was it, I just felt sad because there's something written that has my name, and I eventually end up breaking it or throwing it away because I don't really care about it. You know, I'm probably the only person you might ever know that... <laughs> Um, don't keep his rewards here on earth, you know, his trophies or certificates or whatever. I just throw them away because I lose, you know, desire of even having them. Just like I'm about to get some reward in about two, two weeks or a week, uh, from the who's who, um, magazine or whatever. And, um, I might keep it for maybe a couple months or so, and then I might just throw it away. It doesn't mean much to me. 
Anyway, but the reward that we get in heaven, that's going to mean the world to me. Because I want to be able to enjoy that. Anyway, um, let's go. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Go to another hymn. And let's go to the hymn. I haven't heard this one in a while. So I want to go to this one. thing that just amazes me is that we have our names written in heaven if you are saved you have your name written in heaven which that's just amazing the bible says in luke 10 verse 20 nevertheless do not rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven In Hebrews 12, verse 23, it says, To the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, who are registered in heaven, to God the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. Notice something here. It says that we're registered in heaven. That's that's a grand thing. I would like to be registered in something important, and heaven is the most important thing to be registered to. And 
That is something that the Bible promises us, that we are registered in heaven. Oh, brothers and sisters, there is so much, there is happiness in heaven, if you want to. Heaven is described as a place of happiness. Uh, Revelation 7, verse 16 says, They shall neither hunger anymore, nor thirst anymore. The sun shall not strike them, nor any heat. Oh, that sounds great. Revelation seven seventeen goes on and says, For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. I'm going to be honest with you, brothers and sisters. I, I, I many times and many times I'm always in depression. I, I suffer with depression and I don't want to take medication for it. I'd rather cry my, my way out of it. And usually it's a good help. I have a good cry and I feel better. But I, I cry a lot, brothers and sisters. And to me, that is a great promise. That God has said, I will wipe away every tear from their eyes. In heaven, all your sadness will suddenly turn to joy. Can you imagine that? That, that is so awesome. Uh, we'll be in our Father's house. Um, Jesus said in John 14, In my Father's house are many mansions. Um, the Greek actually says many dwellings. Um, heaven is described as our Father's house. And, and we're going to be there. We're going to enjoy being in the Father's presence in the company of our brothers and sisters in Christ I just recently was talking to a sister she lives all the way in sister in Christ not bloody not uh, not by by relatives except by the blood of Christ and I told her if I see you in heaven or see you in earth I will give you a great hug and most likely I'll see her more in heaven than on earth but it will be a great family reunion in heaven when we get to heaven, we'll be able to hug each other and, and say, brothers and sisters, we made it. And we rejoice to see those who made it. You know, seeing people that you have not seen for so long and then find out, oh, you was truly saved. You believed in Christ. And we never knew they really believed. We never knew they really accepted him as their Lord and Savior. But yet we find out that day that they were Christians. That they were saved, that they were covered by the blood of the Lamb, probably in their last minutes or seconds or whatever it may be. They accepted him. <clears throat> you know, it will be a great family reunion. There won't be no marriages in heaven. There won't be no marriages. You won't have to worry about, um, you're going to see your ex there, um, because she will be your sister and your brother. Uh, your ex-husband will probably be your brother and your ex-wife will be your sister and you won't be thinking about, oh, I slept with her or anything like that. There won't be no lust in heaven. 
There won't be no desire to lust. You'll see them as family members. You'll love them more than you could ever love them now. I believe that. <clears throat> but there will be a cleanness, a, a, a wonderful love there that needs to be brought in this earth in many respects. Oh, I can't wait to get to heaven, and and I, I can't rejoice on that day, you know, but I'm waiting for that day, and I probably have maybe 40, 50 years here more on earth, or maybe 60 years. I don't know, but I think I'm going to be here for a long time, even with my big depressions and my crying and my weeping and so forth. I think God is going to continue having me teaching his word. Um, whether alone, single, or with a future wife in the process, if God ever decides to give me one. Heaven is described as paradise. (laughs) Uh, Paul said this, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body, I do not know, or whether outside of the body, I do not know. God knows. Such a one was caught up to the third heaven. Um, this is this is a thing. I want you to understand it. And as he continues, he says, And I know such a man, whether in the body or out the body, I do not know. God knows. He was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. Oh, man. Heaven is undescribable. Have you ever experienced something that's undescribable? It was so good. I, I don't even have words to describe it. That is heaven. That is our heaven, brothers and sisters. It's unexpressible. Paul couldn't explain it. Paul couldn't even say, it looks like this, it looks like that. And when we see John's revelation of heaven, John is just giving us a shadow, a, a, a little foretaste of what is to be expected. <clears throat> he he gives us a foretaste of what is to be expected, but we are to expect grander things than what the Bible actually says. The Bible gives us a description, but we see here what Paul says is undescribable. And we see in 1 Corinthians um, 2 verse 9, also Paul saying, No one has heard, no one has seen what God has for those who love him. So trust me, if you love God, if you love Christ, oh, there is great things which even the Bible itself being the most holiest book in the world can't even describe. Oh, brothers and sisters, I can't wait for that day. I can't wait for Jesus to come in the clouds and pick up his church. I can't wait to close my eyes one day and hear the words, Well done, my good and faithful servant. I don't know about you, but I can't wait.
<laughs> and the awesome thing about heaven is consider a rest. Hebrews 4, 9. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. Oh, there's no more work down there, up there. And there is work. It's not consider work. It's consider a rest. A rest from your toils and suffering. A rest from all the things that caused you pain in this life. I just can't wait to be in heaven, brothers and sisters. And I think about it and I, and I just get so glad, excited. You know, we could have heaven on earth when we think about heaven. Heaven is just a thought away. And we, we don't care. We have to wait till the day we die or the day we, um, um, the day Jesus Christ comes to get in the heavenlies. No, we could think about heavens at this, at heaven at this moment and look at the promises of God about heaven and we could rejoice about heaven and we could rejoice in heaven even though we're out not there yet. But we could rejoice in just imagining how good it is. You know, there's some people that likes to think and, uh, to themselves and say, oh, if I won a million dollars or so-so, the lottery, I'll, <clears throat> I'll do this and I'll do that and the other. And they'll just fantasize about being millionaires and they never get there. That's not with us. We don't fantasize about heaven and we will never get there. We fantasize about heaven and we expect to be there because it is our, it is our promise that we will be there. We could fantasize about that anytime and, and we're not wasting time in fantasizing about heaven. Don't be too earthly minded so you won't be no heavenly good. Be heavenly minded so you could be earthly good, brothers and sisters. It's those who have their mindset on the kingdom of God that are able to accomplish great things. Anyway, let's, let's listen to one more hymn and then we'll go to our Bible reading fellowship. I think I'm going to put Don Moen, I guess. Let's go to... River of Love.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Wonderful grace. Let's listen to the word of God today. We're in Genesis 22. Chapter 22. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham. And he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up, and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes, and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, 
and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time, and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned unto his young men, and they rose up and went together to Beersheba, and Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. And it came to pass after these things that it was told Abraham, saying, Behold, Milcah, she hath also borne children unto thy brother Nahor, Huz his firstborn, and Buz his brother, and Kemuel the father of Aram, and Kesed, and Hazo, and Pildash, and Jidlaf, and Bethuel. And Bethuel begat Rebekah. These eight Milcah did bear to Nahor Abraham's brother. And his concubine, whose name was Rumah, she bare also Teba and Gaham and Thahash and Maacah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I just love the Word of God. Let's listen to another hymn. And then after that, we'll listen to the New Testament Bible reading time. Let's listen to the hymn. At the Name of Jesus.
At the name of Jesus, there is power. There is power in the name of Jesus. And we need to use that power. Many times we don't use it. Well, Jesus' name is powerful. Let's, let's listen to Matthew 22 today. Matthew chapter 22. Jesus also told them other parables. He said, The kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a king who prepared a great wedding feast for his son. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servants to notify those who were invited, but they all refused to come. So he sent other servants to tell them, The feast has been prepared, the bulls and fattened cattle have been killed, and everything is ready. Come to the banquet. But the guests he had invited ignored them and went their own way, one to his farm, another to his business. Others seized his messengers and insulted them and killed them. The king was furious, and he sent out his army to destroy the murderers and burn their town. And he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready, and the guests I invited aren't worthy of the honor. Now go out to the street corners and invite everyone you see. So the servants brought in everyone they could find good and bad alike, and the banquet hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he noticed a man who wasn't wearing the proper clothes for a wedding. Friend, he asked, how is it that you are here without wedding clothes? But the man had no reply. Then the king said to his aides, bind his hands and feet and throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Then the Pharisees met together to plot how to trap Jesus into saying something for which he could be arrested. They sent some of their disciples along with the supporters of Herod to meet with him. Teacher, they said, we know how honest you are. You teach the way of God truthfully. You are impartial and don't play favorites. Now tell us what you think about this. Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus knew their evil motives. You hypocrites, he said. Why are you trying to trap me? Here, show me the coin used for the tax. When they handed him a Roman coin, he asked, Whose picture and title are stamped on it? Caesar's, they replied. Well then, he said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and give to God what belongs to God. His reply amazed them, and they went away. That same day Jesus was approached by some Sadducees, religious leaders who say there is no resurrection from the dead. They posed this question, Teacher, Moses said, if a man dies without children, his brother should marry the widow and have a child who will carry on the brother's name. Well, suppose there were seven brothers. The oldest one married and then died without children, so his brother married the widow. But the second brother also died, and the third brother married her. This continued with all seven of them. Last of all, the woman also died. So tell us, whose wife will she be in the resurrection? 
for all seven were married to her. Jesus replied, Your mistake is that you don't know the Scriptures, and you don't know the power of God. For when the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. In this respect, they will be like the angels in heaven. But now, as to whether there will be a resurrection of the dead, haven't you ever read about this in the Scriptures? Long after Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had died, God said, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. So he is the God of the living, not the dead. When the crowds heard him, they were astounded at his teaching. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together to question him again. One of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with this question. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Then, surrounded by the Pharisees, Jesus asked them a question. What do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? They replied, He is the son of David. Jesus responded, Then why does David, speaking under the inspiration of the Spirit, call the Messiah my Lord? For David said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies beneath your feet. Since David called the Messiah my Lord, how can the Messiah be his son? No one could answer him, and after that no one dared to ask him any more questions. It always surprises me, even though I've read it many times, the wisdom of Jesus, even though he is God and he knows everything, but his wisdom was just pure amazing. Anyway, let's listen to a um, story, and it's called Prepare to be Shattered. Um, this week I'm going to take time to write a, another story. Um, hopefully, um, I'm planning a story this week, and it will be added among the list in, in this podcast and the other two if God wills, but I'm planning another story this week. Chapter 12, Prepare to be Shattered and Broken Prepare to be Shattered and Broken Once there was a young man who prayed loudly in church and said, Lord, I want to be used by you to spread your word all around the world. A very old couple invited him for dinner that night. As the old lady was passing the plates, the young man went to take the plate from the old lady, and the plate fell. And shattered into pieces, they spread everywhere, and even in the kitchen pieces of the glass could be seen. The young man was shocked, the elderly couple looked at him and smiled and said, If you want to be used by God to spread his word all around the world, 
prepare to be shattered because a whole plate does not spread like a shattered and broken one does. Brothers and sisters, sometimes God has to break us and shattered us to use us so the glory could be to Him and not to us. In our wholeness and prideness, we are useless towards God. For God cannot receive glory when man is puffed up in pride. Look at all those in history. Samson defeated more Philistines when he was blinded, than when he could see. Beethoven composed his greatest music when he was almost totally deaf like the last five piano sonatas, the Missa Solemnis, the Ninth Symphony with its choral finale, and the last five string quartets. Amazing story. Let's um, listen to him, and then I want to have um, Mr. Kagalidi speaks his mind today. Um, I'm not having this program every um, program, every and this segment every program, um, but once in a while we'll have this segment. And this is to remind us of the po- podcast I did have in Mr. Kagalidi's um um, speaks his mind. I don't have that podcast no more. I took it out to put it in this podcast as a segment. But let's listen to a hymn before we go there. Let's listen to. I think I found one here. Jesus paid it all. Oh, my God. 
Today, Mr. Kakalides and the Bible Podcast, just to say a few words about scammers. Um, they come in all types and shadows. There are those scammers that um, they may come to you and say that you have won a reward, or that um, you will um, that they have a government program for you, and so forth. But what I want to talk about is. Those that, for example, if I was to go on a Christian dating site, to my surprise, I will find scammers there pretending to be a Christian lady, which they are not. Uh, Many of these scammers are male pretending to be ladies. I will find scammers there among those that are real, those that are actually looking for a husband. I will find um, scammers. How can I detect one of these scammers? One way of detecting them is um, looking at their profile and checking... um, their image, um, either with Google imaging or with a 
program, a po- uh, uh, an app called Search by Image. You could download it from Google Play for free. Search by Image. <clears throat> and what that will do is you can research their image to see if there is somebody else with their face or that picture is somewhere else with a different name. So if you see that same picture with a different name, that is letting you know most likely that person is a scammer using a fake photo, a photo that belonged to someone else. And another thing, if you are in Facebook or Instagram and um, you go to their profile and if you see more of the opposite sex, for example, if I go to a lady's profile and I see that there is 300 men as their friends and that she follows compared to five women, most likely she is a scammer. She's scamming as much men as she can. I don't know how how they do that, but they do. And why do they do it? Um, To make money. They will either get you to buy them a Amazon card, a gift card, Or to invest in Bitcoin. There are lots of Bitcoin scammers. And this is why Bitcoin has gotten as big as it did. Because um, they use these scammers. Um, to, to They'll tell you, um, invest in Bitcoin and send me money. I need that money. And as you invest in Bitcoin and you send them money... Um, you're gonna lose um, your money, first of all. And you're also gonna find out that they, they usually like to take you out of Facebook or Instagram and put you somewhere like WhatsApp app or another app where you can't really see what they're doing. Because if you reply to them in the regular Facebook account or Instagram, they will take their time before they answer you. That's another thing that scammers do. The reason I'm I'm just saying this is because there's so many Christians or those that are not Christians that are being scammed by these scammers and we have to be aware If they ask you for money, most likely they are a scammer. So be alert. Those are just a few ways of being careful about these um, evil people. And take it, my advice, from someone who after his wife passed away was scammed a few times (laughs) trying to find a wife. Anyway, so be aware, and especially if they say they're from the army and they need you to send money so they could get out of the army, that you have to be careful as well. 
And there are other ones as well. They say, well, I have a daughter, I have a son. And if you want to be part of my family, well, send my son a game card, um, some card that, that, that's, that you could buy and um, you could buy for 50, 100, or 150. And so called, so my son and daughter could play video games. You know, they could sell those cards. They could sell the coding of that card. And that's the way they make their money. It's not about that they need, they, they want to play video games. They don't care about video games. They just want to steal your money. Or they could tell you, we'll send money to this place. They they have their ways. And there are so many people like myself and others who are so gullible looking for love. And if that person says they are Christian, oh, I found the one. And they did not find the one. They found someone to scam them. So be careful. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray. May those who are searching for a wife or a husband, a godly wife and a godly husband, may they find that person. A person that's attractive to them and them to them. May they find that special person. And may they be together to the day you decide to take one of them home. Bless those who are listening to this podcast. You know their situation. You know what they're going through. Bless them spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, financially. If they need healing, heal their bodies in Jesus' mighty name. And we just thank you for everything. Fill them with your spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. And the Church of God says, Amen. So long.